Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome to the show. It's an honor and um, really a, a privilege for me to be here again with you each week and sharing your life, dropping guidance and insight into your hearts and your minds and expanding your way of living. And my intention is always about inviting everybody to embrace and accept where or how they're living today, but also to move more and more toward living life by divine, where we allow that divine force of love to animate our humanness and allow us to embody our humanness, but also embody our divinity at the same time. It's essential right now with everything that's going on in the world that we all learn how to stand up inside of ourselves, hold our light, and make a conscious choice for love over and over again. And I know that it can be easier at times and more challenging at other times. So today's topic is is definitely timely. I've touched on it before, but I really feel it's come back in and a lot of people are asking me how to, you know, the difference between the masculine and the feminine and how to actually bridge this perceived great divide or separation between men and women right now. So the topic today is why healing the feminine must trigger the masculine. I'll say that again, why healing the feminine must trigger the masculine. It must. It's the only way. So as much as we can look into the world and look out at what's happening and judge it or be afraid of it or be impacted by it on a a really deep level. Of course, as a human being, having these human emotions, we're going to have that process. We're going to have that experience on a human level. And at the same time, from more of a global perspective or a soul perspective or a universal perspective, there's actually a perfection playing out right now. When I first received this insight, this vision It brought me great peace at a time where I was really struggling to make sense of what was going on in the world. So I'm grateful to share it with you today. I want to talk about how the feminine energy, it's been on the rise for a long time now. And there's more and more women standing up, taking a stand, speaking our truth, saying, you know, having a voice and saying, you know, okay, what we've tolerated, we are no longer accepting what we've tolerated in the past we're no longer accepting so behaviors gestures comments all those kinds of things women are no longer tolerating it we've put up with it and we've adapted over the years to allow and enable this behavior and and it's not happening anymore we're not we have a we're building a real zero tolerance for it for unexpressed, unwelcomed, I should say, unwelcomed gestures or 
comments from men. Now, for the longest time, this behavior has been tolerated. It has never been full acceptable. It's just been tolerated. Now that women are no longer tolerating it and women are no longer suffering in silence about it and no longer sitting in shame in the silence of shame around it, there's a big uncovering, a big reveal that's happening right now of situations that have happened in the past and or situations that are still currently happening. This is essential. This is an essential part of the healing for the feminine, for all women everywhere, all together, all at once. We need to take this stand. Now, some of us will be inspired to publicly and outwardly share our trauma, our wounds, our experiences. Other women will just need to share it privately with maybe one person or a counselor or somebody that they feel safe with. So how we share, how we take a stand as women is going to look different for each one of us. I happen to have more of a global platform and a global voice. So my calling is to speak more globally and to share publicly some of the situations that have happened to me. And I'm not going to probably go into them today because I've shared in different episodes, but some women will feel more compelled to have more of a public stance around it. While others will stand up inside themselves, speak their truth, but more in private forum. And I just wanted to give you all permission just to do what feels like a choice for peace for you. What does your heart need to heal? What do you need to heal? And follow that path. So there's no right or wrong way. There's no good or bad way. It's just what is for you and your path is really what you need to to discern. And that is, is in your heart. That recipe is in your heart. How and when you share is in your heart. When we see women taking a stand and, and uniting together, there's a divine strength. There's a, a divine courage and a profound level of love that's emanating from all of us in that. And what's happening is, is we're standing united We're coming together as women saying no more, enough is enough. And we are calling out people that have been past abusers or current abusers and or men that just don't know that their behavior is not acceptable, never has been acceptable, has only been tolerated. So we're calling all that out to the surface. We're calling it all out into the light of awareness so that we can all heal as women, we can all heal our collective wounds. And then there's an invitation for men as well to heal their wounds around it as well. The challenges in the beginning on a surface level, it appears to be a recipe that's creating more of that great divide or the perception of separation. And when I saw that in the beginning, I, I really was impacted by it because I teach oneness. I teach, you know, coming together. I teach unification. I teach unifying us in love for each other and our planet. That's my mission. That's my calling. That's, that's, I live and breathe that. So I was really struggling with the whole idea of how do women stand up and speak their truth 
without separating men and women? And that was my question I went into meditation with many times. And one meditation, I got a really clear picture that it's the only way. It's the only way. So what happens is women take a stand and come together. And we have these pockets of unification happening with women. And we can have pockets of unification with young girls coming together and sharing their stories and feeling empowered, feeling like they can heal and release the shame and the, the hidden wounds that they've held for a long time or those hidden sore points that, that those traumas that we've held for so long. When we bring those into the light of awareness within our, our groups where we can unify in love and hold each other in that compassionate energy of witnessing, then we can actually heal. Now, some of us will need to outwardly speak about this. Some of us will need to call out our abusers and that's part of their process. Not everyone needs to do that. I'm just saying some of us need to do that as part of our healing. And if that's your case, if that's for you, then, then make sure you're, you have some women standing beside you that can hold you in that beautiful space of compassionate witness because it's, it's a challenging path for sure. Although if that's your path, it's purposeful. I've also seen a lot of women standing up and being a voice for other women. And I know recently I just saw something around the RCMP here in British Columbia, Canada. And there was a woman who was kind of like became a spokesperson. She was actually fighting her own fight and kind of uh, running her own, you know, campaign for, for exposing what was happening. And she ended up being a spokesperson for a lot more women who came forward. So she's kind of the, the support for them. And she's like a go-to person. She's a, she's a voice for them. And that's her part. That's it's very purposeful. And when I was watching her speak, she was very clear that she knew in her heart that that's what she was meant to do. When we have these pockets of global or these pockets of unification happening with women it triggers men. Now, I've talked about this a little bit before, even with, with the, the idea of racism and that sort of topic as well. We can use this in any topic, basically. So anytime there's groups of people coming together to heal, the other groups um, that, are, that were the cause or in influence will be impacted. It's inevitable. It's unavoidable. And it's actually good news. As much as it's challenging, as much as it is hard to witness, as much as it's hard to be in if you're one of those groups that it's getting triggered. So for me, as a white woman, I was being triggered by the whole conversation around white privilege. And I had to move through my trigger and I had to process that and understand it so that I could actually stand in, yes, I understand I do have white privilege and, and I understand the role that I'm meant to play in helping a person of color in the world as we shift from the tolerated racist behaviors to 
new ways of being in relationship to each other. Now, I had to move through my own stuff around that, my own collective guilt, my own guilt and my own collective guilt. So with men and women in this perception of great divide in the Me Too campaign and women coming forward and, and naming their, their abusers and accusers, accusing others, it's necessary for the male wounds, masculine wounds to rise to the surface. It's necessary. Now, the challenge is when men who haven't actively or outwardly done these behaviors, it's challenging for them to understand why they feel guilt. So today I want to help you understand why they feel guilt. And if you're one of those men, especially a conscious man who's waking up and doesn't understand it, this is really going to help you. It's going to bring you some peace. And then it's going to allow you then to stand united with women, to stand with them in that circle of unification and be a voice for them. And I know there's men out there doing it. I've seen them. I've seen videos. I've watched different conversations between men that are trying to understand it. The same way I've seen different conversations happening between white women and white men trying to understand white privilege so that they can support the shift that's happening in the world. Now, I'm going to dive deep into a lot of different aspects. I'm probably going to spiderweb a little bit with a different, few different things, but, but my intention today is to help you understand why it is essential that when we heal one group or when we heal the feminine we must trigger the masculine. It's just inevitable. We, we can't avoid it. And it's necessary in order to come to a place of global unification. So what will happen is we have these pockets of unification between men and women. We have these pockets of unification for men, different women that are coming together. And we have these pockets of unification for men that are coming together. Some that are coming together to take a stand for other women some that are coming together to have conversations about, okay, how do we need to change? What behaviors need to change? How can we teach our youth? How can we teach our young boys? Those kinds of conversations are happening. So there is these pockets of unification that are happening. And what happens is when women come together and they speak their truth, men are triggered. And there are two reasons they're triggered. Either their own wound or guilt or the collective masculine wound or guilt is moving through them. So there's a guilty by association. And when you're feeling guilty by association, when men are feeling guilty by association, even though on, on a deeper level they know they're innocent or on a conscious level they know they haven't done anything, they will feel guilty. They will feel it like it's their own. And instead of sitting in the guilt, they'll justify and change it based on what they know in their conscious mind. I'm not guilty, therefore. And it, this is all happening on a deeper level. So it's not necessarily what they're conscious of, but this is the process that happens. You feel guilty and you want to feel better. So then you actually shift into defense. Innocent men will go into defense, which will feel like attack. Women are already sensitive and have been vulnerable for a long, long time, and they will stand in defense. So 
we don't need people to defend. We don't need you to defend your honor. We don't need you to defend your neighbor. We don't need defense. What we need is to become defenseless in the way of dropping our weapons, dropping our armor, especially men, listening and hearing and letting women tell their story without defense. When men can do that, then women can feel heard, understood, and seen. Not seen in the way that men have seen them before, but seen as the human being that they are and the individual that deserves to be treated differently, that deserves to be treated with love and respect, not like a piece of meat the way it's been for a long, long time. And again, I'm not talking about all men here, right? So I can feel like the energy of men is like, there's this like defense, this automatic defense because they're not willing to feel the guilt. If they actually paused, if men actually paused to feel the guilt that's rising, there's your own personal guilt. If you ever have wronged a woman in whatever way, even if you said one little comment, or maybe you said a, had a comment in your head and you feel guilty about that, let yourself feel the guilt. Give yourself permission to pause and feel the energy of guilt. Emotions are energy in motion. When we allow that energy to move, when we allow the emotion to have its expression and release, it can move through us and clear. And it can clear pretty quickly for the most part, unless we've accumulated it for a long time. Then it takes a little bit more time, but it doesn't take as long as we the accumulation. I'll say that the release doesn't need to take that long. When men can pause and say, okay, how do I feel guilty? Where do I feel guilty? Where in my body? And what memories or circumstances are creating or feeding my guilt? Maybe there's something you did. Maybe there's something you saw and didn't say something about. Those are all ways that you can actually have your own personal guilt being held somewhere within you, but you defend it and project outward instead of feeling it and healing it and clearing it, freeing yourself from it. And when you free yourself from your own personal guilt, whether it's justified or not justified, somewhere inside of you, it's justified because you're holding it. When you can clear your own personal guilt, then you can actually meet a woman or a group of women and stand united with them. You can become a voice for them. You can become a voice for when you see something or you hear another man say something, you can say, okay, you know what? That's not appropriate. That's not okay. Now, there's your personal guilt and then the collective guilt. Now, women may be feeling this in different ways as well. So I'm not saying you're not uh, immune, that you're immune to this as well. You can use this and identify where do I feel guilty and process this yourself as well. But I'm talking specifically around the masculine and the men when it comes to the Me Too campaign and, and all of the the things that's happening right now, that's all, that's all that's happening around the men and women right now. So with men, there's the collective guilt. There's collective guilt and then there's inherited guilt. 
And they're kind of the same, but I'm going to teach them differently just so that you understand. So inherited guilt is guilty by association. Guilty because you are a man, basically. So you kind of get lumped into that, that, that some men are all the same. Boys will be boys. Oh, it's just, you know, whatever. It's just a guy thing. Whatever words have been used in the past to dismiss behavior that was tolerated, but still unacceptable, tolerated, all of those things make you guilty by association. The same way as a white woman with the indigenous people, I felt guilt by association for what the the white people before me did to all the indigenous people. So that was me processing my own inherited guilt. I had to go through that process and I had to process my own personal guilt and whatever conclusion I came to. It was part of my process. So for men, this is going to be part of your process. And if you're willing to do this, it will free you from the guilt you feel and it will actually allow you to stand united and feel like you can be a voice without feeling like you're Everyone's pointing the finger at you because you're a man. What happens is you become so solid standing in love because you've processed your own guilt, your own guilt, your inherited guilt, and the collective guilt. When you process all three, you can actually stand in that place of love without feeling the guilt, without defense. You can be in that defenselessness. And what happens is when people say something about men in general, you won't take it personal. It'll be like water off a duck's back. You won't take it personally because you processed your own guilt. The challenges with people, with men that haven't processed their own guilt, when someone says something, they will defend it will go like it's an, a reaction. It's like an automatic reaction. You can't even like, it just happens. When you defend, you create more of a divide between men and women. When you can release the guilt and you can stand in love and witness and not take it personally, it's not a personal attack on men. It's a personal attack on behavior that is no longer going to be tolerated. It's a difference. When we take it personally, we're feeling personally attacked. We're not attacking men. Women are not attacking men. We are, ta- we are standing up and saying no to the behavior. And we are calling for consequences for those behaviors. We are calling for accountability responsibility for those behaviors and the impact it's had on women individually and collectively. Now, for men, I talked about your personal guilt, your own guilt, processing that. And it, and it can be, you might journal about it. You might need to process more about it. You need, might need to talk to a counselor or a friend about it. You may need to process it in some way other than simply feeling the energy of guilt. But feeling the energy and letting it rise or clear down through your feet and out, giving it a space to move will actually make a difference. It actually will make a huge difference. And whatever other way you're 
supporting yourself to process this and to heal, it will actually support that. It'll actually help it. So if you're doing counseling and talk therapy, having the ability to move through the emotions and move the energy of the emotion and allow it the expression of it will actually make the talk therapy experience more effective and you'll actually make quicker progress. So that's where a lot of people will do one modality and not actually look at all the bodies. So we look at mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and energy body. That's the work I do. I I work on all those levels because if we actually leave one or two out, then we have leftovers and then we have nigglings and then we still end up having that feeling of defense or feeling of the trigger. When we look at the collective masculine, what's happening right now with the masculine energy, there's two things going on. And I'm going to talk about this first, and then I'm going to take a short break. And then I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about what's happening more on the feminine and masculine energies and why this shift is happening. So the collective masculine in the way of the guilt in relationship to everything that's coming into the light right now is necessary to heal as well. So there's that guilt by association, but there's also that collective guilt. All of masculine, all the masculine, all the men will kind of feel that collective guilt rising right now. A lot of times it'll rise up within kind of your your experience, your body or your energy field, and it'll kind of feel like your own. And then other times we can actually invite it to clear outside of ourselves. And I do that a lot within our community for people that are light workers that have a lot of collective energy that rises through them. We actually create a vortex. I have a vortex in the center of the heart and living community. And we use that energy vortex to help channel the collective energy that's clearing. So that can be invited for men. I had a, a client recently, we just kind of put that, that, energy just outside of their field. So it was actually easier to, to release the collective energy that was rising up to heal. And he didn't have to physically process it in his body because it was actually had enough of his own processing going on. So it was getting very confusing. So we can actually move that collective energy outside of ourselves and allow it to, to have a channel to be released. And then we have that, Mother Earth kind of masculine energy discharging too. So there's a lot going on right now. So we'll stick to personal, the men right now. And the invitation is really about, can you drop your defenses? Can you drop your defenses? Allow women to have a voice. Listen deeply with your inner ear, with your heart. Instead of your mind instead of the filter and the fear-based filters and everything else that goes on in the program mind, listen with your heart, hold that space of loving compassion, be the compassionate witness in your defenselessness. Be that lighthouse or that beacon of love for them. Be that foundation of support, even if you don't understand. Then we can shift from defense into unification. Then we can shift from separation to unification. Then we can shift from separation to oneness. It's going to take some time. 
And clearly, these behaviors have been going on a long time. If you need some support in navigating the shift that's happening right now, my second to last book is called Stand Up, Stand Out, Stand Strong, a 30-day guide to navigate life when the shift hits the fan. And it's essentially a journey from the programming, projection, and judgment into love and oneness. How do we get from where we are into love and oneness and unification? That's what that book is all about. It's a journey to unwind your own mind and bring yourself into alignment as much as you can to process your own stuff around it and to use your life as a classroom to be able to heal at the deepest possible level so that you can awaken at the greatest level possible so that you can then be a voice of hope or a a beacon of light or a foundation for someone else that needs it, that needs to lean on you. That is uh, the idea of the masculine and feminine in the way of what's happening in the world right now, what's getting exposed. And after the break, I want to talk about how the feminine masculine energies are coming back into harmony and what that means for us. And it's not what you think. It's a neat ratio that needs to be understood. And it's, it's actually what nature needs as well. So we can actually help foster that harmony between the masculine and the feminine energy. And we'll share more about that. I'll share more about that after the break. We'll be right back. Imagine a -a one-of-a-kind, sacred, transformational experience that is infused with high vibrational healing energy and personalized guidance and insight. Receive a one-on-one, live, private, intuitive healing experience with Sue as she follows her guidance and delivers exactly what you need in the moment, leaving a lasting imprint. During this private healing experience, Sue draws on a multitude of gifts, skills, channeled healing, coaching, and mind-body-soul insights a divinely downloaded transmission specifically for you. Whether you have questions about your health, relationships, career, or wish to receive a message from a loved one who passed, or you need a soul retrieval or support clearing a block or blind spot, this one-on-one private intuitive healing experience with Sue will transform you. To learn more and to book a divine appointment with Sue, visit heartledliving.com forward slash intuitive healing. Welcome back. You are listening to Life by Divine, and I'm your host, Sue Dumay. And today I was talking about, I've been talking about why healing the feminine must trigger the masculine. And we dove right deep into that before the break. So if you missed any part of that, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the replay. And you can access the replay from my website, heartledliving.com forward slash radio. All of the previous episodes, there's 44 four, three, four, there's more than 40 episodes now that you can access and you can access them from my website. And from there, there's also links directly to 
iTunes or Spotify or Spreaker, iHeart, whatever your favorite podcast platform is as well. So after the live show, all of these episodes are available as podcast replays. You can download and keep and listen to over and over again. And I also have, if, if you have been to my YouTube channel, I'm actually videotaping the shows when I'm recording. So you can actually, if you prefer video, you can come watch me use my hands and make all these gestures. It's kind of funny because sometimes I realize I'm like, most people aren't looking at me when I'm talking about these pockets of global unification. I've got my hands going. Um, I have a French background, so I talk with my hands a lot. So if you want to check out videos, you can come to the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Sue Dume. And I'd be happy to have you subscribe there and, and join me on whatever platform works for you, whatever way you like to hear, listen, and absorb this information. It's all available for you now. When we look at masculine and feminine energy, let's dive into what is the harmony, what is the harmonious ratio of feminine and masculine? For years and years and years, not from the beginning of time, but for a long time, the masculine energy has been dominating and the feminine energy has been submissive in, in humanity. I'm talking about in humanity. In nature, it's still kind of held its own for the most part, harmonious. But more and more recently, it's really feeling, the Mother Earth is feeling the impact of this discord and this disharmony that's been in place for so long that mother earth is actually discharging some of that energy as well. So there's the earth wanting to come back into that state of harmony, natural rhythm. And then there is humanity, all of us really wanting to come back into that state of harmony and natural rhythm. What that looks like is not what we think. So we teach a lot about equality masculine letting women being equal to men this is not what i'm talking about there's men and women in the workplace equal pay all that it, this is not what i'm referring to when it comes to harmony and the ratio of masculine to feminine what i'm referring to is the masculine and feminine energy that we all have within us and that is in every living thing and every experience here on earth so everything has an element of masculine and feminine energy. Now, when we look at kind of the harmony as a whole and what's harmonious in nature, the ratio is actually eight feminine to six masculine. Now, don't go getting all defensive and crazy and gathering this information saying women are better than men. It has nothing to do with men and women because we each have masculine and feminine energy within us. And what's being called forth is that we all say yes to embrace the feminine energy within us and raise that to that harmonious ratio of eight to six. Eight feminine to six masculine. So women, again, are, may feel inclined to kind of deny the masculine within themselves. Or there's women that really kind of embrace and embody the masculine in themselves and deny the feminine within themselves. So, but men and women the same. Men need to do this as well. When we all come into this place of harmony, eight feminine 
the six masculine. We come more into that harmonious state, that natural rhythm that we see in nature. So if we look out in nature, the natural rhythm and harmony from feminine to masculine is eight to six. Now, how do we shift that within ourselves? It'll be different for each individual. And this is where really tuning into your heart, tapping into your internal GPS, using your intuition to guide you is essential because what one person needs is not necessarily what another person needs. There's not necessarily one recipe that's going to work for every single person. So to be able to tune in and really follow your internal guidance, that's the essential part of being able to embrace that harmony between your feminine and your masculine. So for now, ways to do that or ways to explore that is, what is my relationship to the feminine within myself? You can ask that question and journal about it or be open to explore it a little deeper, go into meditation around it. Another question would be, what is my relationship to the feminine outside of myself? Then shift into what is my relationship to the masculine within myself? And you can ask the question, what is the relationship? What is my relationship to the masculine outside of myself? And I'm talking about masculine energy, and it might show up in relationship between men and women as well. You might see that you're more comfortable with women than men, or you might feel that you're more comfortable being around men than women. So that might show up that way on the outside, but it, it's the energetic expression that I'm looking for here. Now, the other piece to look at is what are your judgments? What are your beliefs and judgments about feminine energy? What do you think you already know? And then what are your judgments and beliefs? And what do you think you already know about the masculine energy within yourself and outside of yourself? These are great questions to start the internal inner reflection around this to explore what it is for you. Of course, you can book a one-on-one session, you can join our community and I can support you in exploring that. But these are great, powerful tools for you to begin that conversation right here, right now within yourself to begin that inner exploration for yourself. This is different than what I was talking about before the break, but it's connected at the same time. So Part of you, I want part of your mind to see it as separate, and then part of your mind is going to see it as connected. Eventually, you're going to see how it's all interconnected. But I need to teach it in a in, in a little bit of a separation first, so that you can understand how it, how it plays out and the angle it takes within the mind and within your experience of life in your life classroom. When we look at the masculine and feminine in the world, and if we have a belief or judgment or we've already made up our mind then a made-up mind is a closed mind a decided mind is a closed mind that's why in heart-led living i teach be open to anything and be attached to nothing be open to anything be attached to nothing so i'm inviting you to be open to anything, open to whatever it is that you're meant to explore, whatever it is that that is meant to be revealed in order for you to heal. 
some of those ways, one of the ways that I found very effective to unwind the mind and to really get in underneath the programming and the subconscious beliefs that we hold in relationship to men and women, in relationship to the masculine and feminine, is to use the ego game of opposites. And I've talked about the ego game of opposites in many different episodes. You can go back and listen to any of those ones around self-sabotage or unwinding the mind or healing the mind. I talk a lot about it. You can also find the information on my website. And there is an option to, to take the ego game of opposites for free. If you want to check out my website, you can find it there. The ego game of opposites is a powerful tool to basically quarantine, to, re, to shine light and quarantine those subconscious beliefs that we're holding back in the hidden recesses of the subconscious mind. Now, remember, I talked about the conscious mind. You can know on a conscious mind level what behaviors, what things you want to do differently. But if the subconscious mind is programmed differently or it's in conflict with what you desire in the conscious mind, your subconscious mind will override your desire. It will override the belief you hold because there's a deeper-seated belief that is everything is being filtered through. So what do you believe in the deep recesses of your mind? Not just what do you believe or what do you think you believe on the conscious level. That's very different. We can actually reprogram the conscious mind easily. It's reprogramming the subconscious mind that's the challenge. And the ego game of opposites is the quickest way I have found to do that. And I'm going to share with you one of the recent ones I played around the ego game of opposites around the feminine energy. And this, it, it surprised me, but it didn't surprise me. Let's say that. So what we're exposing with the ego game of opposites is a clever ego mind hack. Basically, the ego has embedded its own definition of a dictionary, its own dictionary definitions of all these different terms in life. So on a conscious mind level, when you talk about the feminine, you have what you believe you know about feminine energy or feminine. And then there's the egos, and then there's the world dictionary definition of the feminine. And then there's the hidden, clever, way back in the recesses of the mind, an ego dictionary definition that is a perfect recipe for sabotage and a perfect recipe to keep us running on a hamster wheel. When we can expose that dictionary definition that's programmed in the mind, quarantine it, delete it, and reprogram it, create a new definition, one that's more in alignment with your heart, one that's more in alignment with spirit, universe, or God, then you can feel these instant shifts. And I've seen people that have had self-sabotaging habits and strategies that they just couldn't overcome for years. And I've seen those healed instantly. And it's happened for me as well. So it's a powerful tool, the ego game of opposites. And you can check out my website, heartledliving.com, and you will see the ego game of opposites on the homepage on the right. I've talked about it, but there's a free heart yes check-in gift set that I've just our heart yes gift set that I've just created. You can check out and you can join my free membership and receive that gift. Now, the ego game of opposites, what I did is I asked for what do I believe about the feminine? Because I was feeling triggered by the feminine recently. And I wanted to expose what was hidden in the recesses of my mind. 
So I asked to kind of get in underneath the trigger and I started to feel it. And I started to feel this feminine energy and I felt the energy of being forced or having no choice. Now, some of this was my energy that I was feeling, but it was also some of the collective feminine energy I was channeling and releasing. So it was both. So I wanted to determine what, what I was personally holding in, the, in, the, in my subconscious mind so that I could heal it. The feminine forced or no choice was the first definition that came through. So this is the ego's definition in the dictionary of my subconscious mind. And it, it's crazy making and, it, and it's pretty intense. I don't know how much I'll read of it. It's a whole page, but I'll, I'll read parts of it. So basically in the dictionary definition of my mind around feminine, the words that came is obey, follow orders, respect your elders, listen, follow the rules. You're obligated, loyal, do what you're told, be obedient. If you don't, you will be punished. Men dominate women, give them what they want. You, you are nothing but a doll. That, that whole line really triggered my experience of sexual abuse as a child. So a toy, a pawn, an object. So that I had to pause at that point and feel the emotions that were rising and clear some of those layers. You must obey your master. That was intense. Or others will get hurt. So for me, that was that threat that if I didn't, then other children would get hurt or other people would get hurt. You're raped of your freedom and choice. It is lost. This will be your death. Shame, blame, blame self. It is all your fault. You deserve to be punished in life. A sentence of penance and service trapped by the feminine. So that was a belief, a, a whole like crazy ego dictionary definition programmed in my subconscious mind. Now, of course, on a conscious level, I don't believe that. It's not my truth. But in the recesses of my mind, the same way on your computer, you can have a virus in the background and you don't know it's there. This is what has been playing out. So this is why I'm still impacted by the, the feminine stuff. I'm still feeling little triggers, but they were subtle triggers compared to before. But I don't leave any stone unturned. I'm willing to look at everything. And this is what was revealed. Now, in the ego game of opposites, we use the mind, we use our heart to guide us to, okay, what is the ego using to play against that feminine forced no choice to keep us actually buying into it? So in some ways, it, I don't want to die. I'm, I, I don't want it to be, you know, I don't want others to be harmed by this. So I will buy into this on some level. I will keep playing into this on some deeper subconscious level so that I can protect others. So it was serving me in some way, still, subtly. The opposite word that ego is using is feminine freedom. So the ego uses both ends against the middle. It plays opposites. And it'll keep you feeling damned if you do, damned if you don't. So the choice in my subconscious mind was either I'm feeling feminine forced, no choice, or I'm going to embrace the feminine freedom. But here's the kicker. This is the definition of feminine freedom in my subconscious mind, not what I believe it is in my conscious mind, not what it is in the world's dictionary definition, but what is programmed like a virus in the back of my mind. This is what it revealed. Comes at a great cost, a profound loss of life. Many will and must die. 
obey and others will live and survive. So that feeds into that other one, that forced no choice. If you obey, others will live and survive. Be afraid, be very afraid. Requires an upheaval. The last stand will cause death of many. It is safe to obey. Stay small. Inward freedom is all you have. Appreciate what you have. Be grateful for your life. You should be grateful for your life. Others have died to get you your life, to give you life. Appreciate your life. So there's all this guilt in here for being feminine freedom is like a a recipe for guilt, basically based on what the ego is programmed here. Out of respect for others who came before you, you are not worth the fight, the loss, the risk, you play safe and you must obey. So again, they're feeding into each other. They're playing against each other and they're feeding into each other. And then there's a whole ego game of opposites within each one, making me feel like I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. Now, when I shift to the reprogramming and I ask my inner spirit, I ask spirit, God, the divine to give me a new word or new words to replace those ego dictionary definitions. So essentially we quarantine them, delete them, and then replace the programming. New programming is in there. This is what came in. Feminine rising into freedom and harmony for all. Not harmony for all women, but harmony for all. Feminine rising into freedom and harmony for all. This is the new definition that came in. This is what channeled through uh, as a gift for me and for you. Harmony for all, freedom for all. Men are trapped in their masculine roles. Most are seeking a way out. When we free self, we free humanity. It is saving, it is serving the highest good of all to return to harmony. Mother Earth is also adjusting the feminine to return to harmony. It will look like a huge course adjustment. It is necessary. It is the only way to restore balance and harmony. 8-6 ratio will restore everything. Yes, this feels this mm, yes there feels to be a sense of urgency that is so everyone wakes up to play their part to get others to listen to take action to personally course correct your course correction is essential you are to play a big part now you are ready the world is ready say yes and allow the divine to work through you even more than ever before your body will be sustained by the divine by love by god You are one with all that is. Be the one. The world is waiting for you now. No more personal preferences. Say yes. Just say yes. So clearly I've said yes. And every time I play an ego game of opposites, it it really kind of brings more of me into alignment to the heart yes energy of playing the part that I'm meant to play. And sharing this message with you today and standing in love and meeting other people's fear with love as much as I possibly can and helping people create a level of understanding of the mind so that we can actually get beyond those barriers and those filters and that fear-based programming so that we can move from the head into the heart and really make some beautiful shifts here so that we can all come back into that place of unification. It is going to look messy. It is going to be challenging. It is not going to be easy. 
for you personally or for any one of us. And it's going to require all of us to dig deep and to gather our divine courage and to gather our divine strength. We all have it within us, in us to say yes, to play our part. Some people's parts are going to look, appear small. Some are going to appear bigger, but everybody's part is essential. Your part is essential. Whatever that is, your heart will lead you. You will be directed. You will know on a deeper level how you are meant to have impact. And we all have impact, no matter how small a choice or how small a part, every choice and every part creates an impact. And every pebble has a ripple effect. And all I'm asking for you is to look within and to look at your own triggers and to go within and feel where you feel guilty. Process your own stuff. Please process your own stuff. And do your best to be that clear channel in the world. And if you need support doing that, and if you feel called to work with me on a deeper level, there's lots of opportunities, including a free level membership. I have the expansion level membership as well, where you get more of the mentoring and live access to me every week as your coach and your healer. And I help people on the live calls and groups. And we do some powerful healing in that community. If you need some support, reach out. I'm here. I'm here for you. In the meantime, keep listening to these episodes, share these episodes, spread the word, just find me on social media. Let's connect. Let's create these global pockets of unification, individual pockets of unification, small groups, so that we can actually lead to that beautiful, global, grand scale, all global unification of all of humanity. That's really what we're looking for. I love you. I appreciate you. Until next week, namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heart, L-E-D, living.com.